0: Hey, I'm Sarah Becker, and I love talking about money. I believe that money doesn't have to be scary, that curiosity is more important than correctness, and that everyone can become an expert of their own money. With a little bit of help, and that's where I come in. Today, I am telling you the story of my six-figure photo business. I've taken you way, way, way back to 2008. After graduating high school, I found myself with a lot of free time, I was homeschooled, and I graduated early. So I had a lot of money saved up from all my previous jobs. I made what is possibly a financially irresponsible decision, and I spent $1,000. I mean, can you imagine a 17-year-old spending $1,000 on anything? I spent $1,000 on a Canon Rebel XTI, which honestly is probably now worth like $5. (laughs) I bought a portrait lens, I bought the accessories, and I began photographing everything, right? Like my cats, the flowers in our yard, like my cats again. Like I really cannot under-communicate how many photos of cats I have. As I was going through some just like old photos and stuff to pull for some visuals for the pod, I was stunned at the amount of like blurry grainy cat photos I still have from 15 years ago now, I learned how to basically work the camera. Then I learned how to shoot manual. I learned aperture, shutter speed, ISO. I would practice for at least an hour a day. And then when August came around, it was time to go to college. So I signed up for the school paper and I basically volunteered to photograph like anything, anytime for any department. I went to a really small college, only 800 students, but no arts department. So there weren't a lot of photographers on campus and definitely not uh, as many that uh, actually, there were none that had the kind of equipment I did or the kind of like passion and workaholicism that I did. I photographed basketball games. I photographed chapels because yes, I went to a Christian college. We can talk more about that in another episode. Uh, science experiments, student government events. I even photographed the professors in my classes, like just for fun. So. At this point, I was at the political science program, but as the semester continued, I realized like that may not be the best fit for me because I would just do my assignments super quickly. They were super easy to me, and then I would spend the next like six hours learning how to edit photos. In the spring of my freshman year, I realized that I really needed like a mentor or a teacher to learn more. And like I said, there was no arts program, no photography classes at my college. So I reached out to a high-profile wedding photography team, John and Lindsay Bamber. Uh, Shout out to them if they're listening. I'm still super close to them, and I love them so much. But again, this is 2009, so I don't love them yet. I don't even really know who they are. But they happened to live in the small town that my small college was in, and I loved their work. It was seriously the best work I had seen, and they were photographing weddings kind of all in the southeast. So I went to school in Tennessee, and they were shooting in Chattanooga, Nashville, Atlanta. I was dying to learn from them. So I crafted this email. It was like five paragraphs. I had like my professor look over it. I had my roommate look over it. And fortunately, the email I sent basically asking to work for them came at a good time because they had just had their first baby and they actually did need some help. So that spring, I started assisting John on shoots and doing some tasks in their office, which was literally just a mile from my dorm room. But not long after that, school was out for the summer. So I headed to Maryland to work at a summer camp where my job was literally organizing, editing, and managing all the photos taken by the two photographers. So I was not one of the photographers. I wasn't good enough to be hired as a photographer, which is kind of hilarious now, I know. But that was a huge learning summer for me because I learned a lot about the organization, delegation, editing software, and I also learned that I wanted to actually take the photos. I didn't just wanna sit at a desk and organize the photos. This is also where I met my best friend, Amanda, who happened to be one of the two photographers, and I still do a lot of frugal traveling with her. um, And I text back and forth with her all day, every day. So grateful for that summer camp for sure. When I came back to school in the fall I continued working for John and Lindsay as their studio manager and then I formally switched my major to corporate communication. So I also did my very, very, very first wedding that fall with John and Lindsay and I remember it being so hot. The day was so long and being so sore at the end of it and I could not wait to do it again. Another <laughs> funny anecdote from this time is that John and Lindsay we're and are very put together people. I'm a little more quirky, right? But when we were photographing weddings in Chattanooga that were honestly very high-end, like big budgets, John was like, you need to wear all black, wear black shoes. Okay. And I wore the only black shoes I had, which were these Converse sneakers, right? Um, and at the end of the wedding, John was like, Don't wear those shoes again. <laughs> and like the next day I went to TJ Maxx and I bought like actual black shoes. Fortunately, uh, John did not fire me for that uh, shoe faux pas, and from 2010 to 2012, I kept working for them, and I loved it so much. I was becoming very well-versed in customer service. Presentation, editing, selling. The first time John asked me to edit a wedding, he literally gave me like a hard drive and a computer, and was like, "See you tomorrow," and left. And I literally called my roommate, um, and panicking because I, I was like, "I don't know what I'm doing." But honestly, that was such a great way to learn. He just like threw me in, and then when I finished, John and I went through it, which we would then repeat dozens of times. And he gave me like criticism, like feedback, t- tweak, taught me how to tweak things. Um, and I would do it all over again. And I fell in love with editing, like at the same time I fell in love with shooting, right? Like a lot of people prefer one or the other. I'm really lucky that I enjoy both. So neither feels like a burden. And then uh, in the summer of 2010, I took a photography internship in France, which was a huge turning point in my shooting and my editing style. I mean, you can really tell the difference, the photographs I took before that summer and after. And that France summer also threw me out of my comfort zone. And I did really well. I mean, in 2010, like I did not even have a cell phone. Um, but we did not have, like we had internet, like dial-up internet at our house in France, but like I couldn't like get on Wi-Fi. Again, I didn't have a smartphone, right? I thought I knew how to speak French, but I got there and realized I knew how to write French. So anyway, I was learning. I was growing at a fast rate. When I got back from France that summer, the Bamber started an associate photography company and I became the studio manager and lead photographer for that. And it was a really great opportunity to learn Everything there is about running a business without having to actually invest my own money. And I just photographed weddings, 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 like 30 a year, probably for those last three years of college. And at this point, I was spending a lot of time like fine tuning my technical skills. And as the business grew, so did all the lessons I was learning. Some were definitely not easy. I was still extremely involved in college. I was class president this year. Um, And it didn't seem at all weird to me that like my roommate would sleep in and hang out with her boyfriend on Saturdays. And then I went to shoot a 12 hour wedding. That summer, I got an apartment in my college town. And at this point, like, it was way more than just a job working for the Bambers. Like, I would stay up at nights thinking about it. Like, I cried when we didn't book a wedding. Um, I woke up at 6 a.m. because I couldn't wait to start working. Like, even though it wasn't technically or legally my business, it felt like my business. And I was learning all about how that would feel to be an entrepreneur. Like, I love the flexible schedule that, the you know, the job allowed me to have. I nurtured so many friendships. But I was really overwhelmed at the thought of moving somewhere else after graduation and doing this on my own. And I honestly did not think that I could. And I remember having a conversation with Lindsay, where I told her like, when I moved to New Orleans, which is where me and my then future husband were planning on moving to, I was like, I'm I'm just gonna get like a normal job. but I just don't know how I'm gonna do it like eight hours a day, like thinking about like shooting a 12 hour wedding day. I was like that pace like all day every day. And once it was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, it's not like that at all. Like, if you can do this, that will be so easy to you. And she was right. But more on that in a minute. So (laughs) the summer before we moved, I was really able to find, like, my voice as a photographer now that the technical stuff was done, like... I, my feel, my vibe, I felt really confident that I had like nailed the basics. So I was able to branch out a little more creatively during weddings. And without that constant anxiety over technical things, like, is this the right shutter speed? Like, where is the light coming from? Like, I really fell in love with the creativity involved in shooting weddings. So 2012, here we are. It's my graduation year. I'm trying to decide what's going to happen when I move to New Orleans. And then around this time, we received a wedding inquiry for a wedding in New orleans even though we were in chattanooga so i called the bride i was like laughing and i told her i would literally be living in new orleans at the time of her wedding um so i wouldn't charge her any travel and then in the same week an acquaintance from high school contacted me about shooting her wedding that fall in louisiana so i said both weddings and it was time to like make it legit i began frantically like making lists of everything i would need like equipment a business license a website And then when we made the move in August, I was still nervous about our financial situation. My ex-husband was starting a grad program that was three years. And so I was the sole breadwinner and two weddings is not (laughs) a full-time income. So I found a real job, quote unquote, in the communications field. I was a radio DJ and I feel like this is coming like full circle now that I'm talking to you on a podcast, but I only had that job for about five months and Lindsay was right. It was very easy compared to what I was used to. Um, I had started also editing for some other photographers. I was, you know, booking more weddings in New Orleans. I turned in my notice after five months at the radio station and I felt very confident that I was doing the right thing. And at that time, like to bring in some money stuff, like I only needed about $1,500 a month to live. We were living in grad school housing which you guys was $495 a month for a beautiful two bedroom apartment with like hardwood floors and natural light in new Orleans. It was wild. It was crazy. So that was really nice. And I was charging about $2,400 for weddings at that time. So here I am, I've gone full time into Sarah Becker Photography 2013 to 2016. That's kind of a blur. I was shooting about 30 weddings a year. Every year I would go up in price like $500 a package. We moved to a bigger apartment. And this was also the time frame that my real estate investment started, which I've talked more about in other episodes, but I had been able to save about $40,000 to invest in real estate. And so I was able to do that. And I also didn't know anyone, right? So I was like, learning who people were, like joining communities, like cultivating friendships. And I'm still friends with those people today, which is so great. There's a really nice like small biz group here in New Orleans, and especially back then. So I'm glad that I was here for that time. And then also in 2016, I photographed my first elopement, which I absolutely loved. This was way before elopements were popular. It was literally two. People serving in the military. One was stationed on the West Coast, one was stationed on the East Coast, and they literally met in the middle to get married so they could be stationed together, which is very romantic. 2017 comes around, and this is a very hard personal year for me. Just four months after our real estate project opened, it flooded. We had a very random flash flood in New Orleans, August of 2017. It also told my car. And I was also really struggling in my marriage. And after two years of marriage counseling, it was becoming more and more clear that we were going to separate, which we did at the end of 2017. And there were a few months that year, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to continue this career. And for the only time in like the last 15 years, I stopped taking wedding bookings for a few months around that time. Uh, Photographing weddings while going through that was tough. And I was also really nervous about being like a quote unquote divorced wedding photographer because at the time it seemed so taboo and like such a downer. Um, I know better now. And when my divorce was finalized, I lost half my net worth. And so I really entered like a rebuilding phase of my life and my career, not just financially, but definitely financially. 2018, 2019, I took some time off, I traveled, you know, just the typical like post-divorce thing. But then I got right back into the groove of business. I moved into this adorable Garden District apartment. I called it my single girl apartment. Me and my elderly dachshund, Ginger, moved there together, just hanging out, just two old ladies. And I was now charging about $4,000 for a wedding. And I also had smaller packages for elopements, which again, weren't as popular, but were kind of gaining popularity. And I was making close to $100,000 gross a year. So 2020, the pandemic hits. Um, I've moved in with my boyfriend at the time who was going to become my husband. I was helping people with like the PPP loans, helping people figure out employment. And that really showed me how like a personal finance hobby could actually help fellow small business owners. 2020 was a year of just survival. I went on unemployment personally and that covered my living expenses. And again, I was helping so many people with their money. Like this Becker Talks money, I could see that the seeds were being planted in 2020, even though I didn't know it yet. By the fall of 2020, my workload was honestly full-time again. Like thanks to focusing a good portion of my website on elopements before the pandemic even hit, I was like the top result on Google for like New Orleans elopement photographer. Um, And since the pandemic, I've brought in about $60,000 a year just on elopements. So I really feel like I've hit my stride with the business. And again, it's gone through so many iterations and focusing on elopements has allowed me to have most of my weekends back for family time and also focus on Becker Talks money and feel okay leaving town for three months a year to go to Vermont. And at this point, my business, again, grosses right about $100,000 a year. Um, and it has for the last three years. And that has been, you know, a huge gift to be able to take so much of that money and invest it in the stock market, as y'all know, and also invest it in real estate. I basically just gave you like 13 years and 13 minutes, um, which is oddly like double what my podcast typically is. But I hope this little like trip down memory lane was interesting to you guys. So many people ask like, how did this all start? And you know, yes, it was a wedding photography business. It still is a wedding photography business, but it's also just a small business, right? And it's allowed me to open other small businesses. It's allowed me to meet so many other wonderful small business entrepreneurs. And I can just see how every year was building more and more to where I am now, which is really exciting. And I love where I am now. And I love talking to you guys here about money. And if you enjoyed this, podcast, you can tell a friend, leave a rating, shoot me an email or a DM. You can find me on Instagram at becker Talks money on the web at BeckerTalksMoney.com, and via email at hello at BeckerTalksMoney.com. And you know, for any reason, if you are getting married in New Orleans and you want to talk about wedding photography, you can find me at SarahBeckerPhoto.com. I'll be back soon. And until then, remember you can't work 24-7, but your money can.